Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Badger basketball is tonight. It's uh, throw the Big Ten Plus nonsense um, out with the bathwater here. If we are able to watch it through probably <laughs> Big Ten Plus or if we get it or in the legal stream, wink, wink, or uh, the radio, um, St. Francis of Brooklyn. Not St. Francis Xavier. No, no. Brooklyn. I'm expecting – is there even a line on this? I'm expecting Wisconsin probably, probably not. to throttle – but, boys, when it comes to the broad and grander scheme of things, Wisconsin picked anywhere from, what, 7th or 10th to finish in the Big Ten. The team is uh, very, very young. Have one – is it just one senior and Brad oh, – super senior, Brad Davison? And then outside of that um, – Yeah, everyone else left. Everyone else is gone. And yet somehow now has a good relationship with uh, the coaching staff that they would never talk to again. After they left, after they left school, but I did see Micah Potter hanging with Greg Gard yeah, and Joe Krabenhoff. Like, yeah, it, it's crazy how these guys have this good relationship with the coach that they absolutely hate and absolutely hated them. Yeah. Well, since since all that, well, you on, have Brad on, Davison. On U.S. There is no line <laughs> for the Badger game tonight. It's a droopy yard, armless children. <laughs> since since that drama with the tapes were leaked. Yeah. Brad Davison came back, said there's no place he'd rather be. Yep. Demetric Trice and his, his parents. I will say this, though, in that clip that you heard of Brad Davidson, he was like, sure, he's hard on us, but guys, this is life. Yeah. <laughs> like he's He was on the coach's side the whole time, but yes. Demetric, Demetric Trice and his parents came out and basically thanked guard endlessly. Yep, yep. You saw pictures of Joe Krabinoff and Greg Gard hanging out with Micah Potter when they were recruiting in South Dakota. Yep. Because he was playing in the G League there. Miami, Miami's yeah. G League team in South Dakota. You saw, <laughs> I believe it was Walt McGrory wrote a letter about thanking Wisconsin and the coaching staff yep. because of his injuries and wasn't, some and of the stuff Wasn't he, he the one through. that said he never would talk to Gregard again? Right. That, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not in as heralded as these guys, but... You don't go out of your way to talk to me. You don't yeah. do this. You yeah. don't do that. But he, Rowdy's point, yeah. wrote the letter. The only two people that you really haven't heard from <laughs> that said anything after they've left, something that they didn't have to do because they were already gone, was Nate Reavers. Yeah, Trevor Anderson. I couldn't think of his last name. All I could think of was Trevor. Who's Trevor the guy Anderson. I was thinking, who's the guy we're thinking There's of? There's Hedstrom. Oh, yeah. No, no. He's still there. Uh, who's... There's one other Hedstrom guy. Hedstrom transferred. Like, yeah, no, Hedstrom Valpo. Transferred. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like three former Badgers at And Valpo, Kobe King. Yeah. Well, he hasn't really said anything, though. No, but I mean, both the majority of the guys that had left, that supposedly the tape said they looked very negatively upon Greg Gard and the coaching staff. The overwhelming majority have come out and said positive things, or have been hanging out with yeah. said staff yeah. and visiting, which you wouldn't have to do, especially if you didn't like somebody. Right. Exactly. Which is a little weird, but. I, how about this for a take? So I was talking to my, oh, I told you oh, one of my buddies was takes. texting me saying, hey, just giving you a heads up. They're refereeing college basketball. Yeah, did you hear this? Did yeah. you hear this? Yeah. I heard that you guys talking about they're it. Gonna, they're going to let them do like NBA travel. Yeah. Brought it up. And 
So when we were texting, Stupid. he goes, I'm actually, this is coming from me, he goes, I'm actually excited to watch this team because we've heard about the Chucky, uh, the Chucky Hepburns. Yep. We've heard about some of the, the some Bowman of the up back. and down, yeah, some of the up and coming players. Plus, Jonathan we want to see what Johnny Davis looks like. Yeah. Jonathan, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like we want to see how some of these guys have grown over the last year or so. And he goes, I'm excited just to watch a new team that might not be very good. Same, but right. it's not the same old same group of guys that are old and continuing to hit the same brick walls that they've hit. Like, how many times could we watch Rowdy, Demetrius Trice, and much as I love watching Trice play, but how many times do we see the Badgers, all the four other guys on the court, yeah. stand around and then watch Demetrius Trice dribble around the key and then play hero ball and jock up some long-range three and brick it? I was getting so sick of that. No, obviously that wasn't the whole time, but yeah, yeah. to your point, Rowdy. <laughs> this is his exact quote. I'm excited for a new batch. I'm excited to watch a new group of guys grow instead of watching the same old guys run into the same old brick walls. Yeah, totally. I'm excited for new life, new blood, uh, outside of Brad Davison, obviously, uh, but I like his I like his leadership. No one's going to take a charge better than Brad Davison. So I like the fact that we get some new, fresh blood in. What's jo- Jonathan Davis well, is going to be good. And I love it. Johnny Davis's team coming up. What, what were people talking about all last year? I can't wait till this whole senior class is gone and we can have all these new guys that are decent recruits coming in, blah, blah, blah. Now all of a sudden everybody's like, they're going to suck. This All because of leaked tapes of what now appears to be sour grapes from a guy who, for some reason, didn't want to get into coaching. We're not going to name any I, and names, then but I think you could piece it into together. Coaching, and whether you believe the stories or not, went to the athletic director, said, fire this guy, I'll do I'll so be much coach. better. Yeah. And I got laughed out of the room. Yep. And then isn't here anymore. So let's the, the secret tape that, well, the tape that was recorded and then released and there's only one person who's no longer on the team that's uh, on the coaching staff. I don't think the players would be out there uh, releasing their own tapes to make themselves in that picture. No. Did it? Did it do what it was intended? Hurt the Wisconsin program? Like, at, at, at the first when it first came out, I'm like, man, this is really bad luck. And then the more I like listened and thought about it, I'm like, it's only really just bad luck for one person. Right. I don't know if it really hurt the program. For, I mean, it did a little bit, but and and that was like the consensus when you saw it on the national shows too. It's like. Uh, this happens in all locker rooms. They have these heart-to-hearts all the yeah, time. Yeah, totally. It's like whoever leaked the tape, they're trying to hurt the program. Yeah, not just the – they're trying to hurt, A, Greg Gard, but also collateral damages be the whole program. Right. That and you are a part of and been a part of and heralded as one of the best players of that program. The The people who left were COVID year graduates, seniors – uh, and guys who weren't going to be getting playing time here. Mm-hmm. The guys who stayed uh, are still the type of Wisconsin recruits that have led Wisconsin to being in the top four in the Big Ten for X amount of years, except when injuries happen yeah. and you're down to Brad Davison starting as a freshman 22 years ago. You know, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty wild just scrolling through their roster. And you look at the only two seniors on the team are Brad Davison and Chris Vote, who that's the transfer from Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, what's Higgin about? Higginbottom. He's a junior. But those are the only. He's gonna be those are the minutes. only two seniors. And then when you look at the junior class, it's currently Tyler Wall, Jacoby Neath, also the transfer from Wake. Yeah, that's the guy from Wake. And then 
your boy Carter Higginbottom. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's it. Everyone else is a freshman or a sophomore. No offense to, Con- to Higginbottom, but my only... Throw. My one memory of Higginbottom, I have one memory, and it's the same one I think we all have. The air ball of the free throw. Was it, wasn't it both of them, or was it just the first one? I, I remember no, no, one no, distinctly. The first one, the first one was an air ball. The second one was it hit the glass and never hit the rim. Okay, that's what it was. Because so, it was, remember, if you're looking at a backboard and it's more of like a rectangle, <laughs> it hit to like one of the sides, hit didn't the, hit the rim, and then came right back. Maybe he was hanging out with Ethan Happ. No, because Ethan Happ could hit a rim, at least. Yes. Maybe it's hanging out with Giannis then. Maybe Giannis would have brushed off. Giannis him. last year, because Giannis this year has a five-second <laughs> five uh, free throw two, and is three, making them. Four. Yeah, so the Badgers get underway. We'll talk more Badgers coming up here. All right, Wisconsin basketball gets underway tonight. The season, I can't believe I'm saying this. The season starts tonight. Mm-hmm. We're here. Mm-hmm. That means that means it's going to get very cold soon, you know? So, boys, starting at point guard. Brad Davison, yeah. Wow. I think he's starting shooting guard. All, yeah, all I think guard. He, he he's shooting all guard. More shooting guard, two guard. They say I'm looking at projected starters here. They got Brad Davison at point guard. They got shooting guard going to Jonathan Davis. They got the small forward going to Tyler Wall. They got the power forward going to Ben Carlson, and the center projected starter to Stephen Crowell. If you're going that way, I guess that would be ideal, but wasn't there a lot of scuttlebutt about uh, Chucky Hepburn being the starting point guard? Yeah, because he's a baller. So then what's what would be your projected lineup, Rowdy? We'll start with you. What do you see? What would you like to see? Uh, is there some new flavor coming in for the Wisconsin Badger men's basketball team? Obviously, we haven't seen a lot of these young kids play because, well, one, they're freshmen, and two, there's been a lot of COVID where a lot of media access hasn't been let in. Yep. If... If the hype is real about Chucky Hepburn, I'll go with Chucky Hepburn at point guard. I'll take uh, Brad Davison at shooting guard. I'll have uh, Jonathan Davis at small forward. I'll go with Tyler Wall at a small, you know, stretch four. And then uh, if he's healthy, I'd probably go with Ben Carlson at center slash power forward. So no Stephen Crowell? I think Crowell's one of the guys that's uh, probably going to be one of the first few guys off the rotation off the bench. Crowell played 12 games last season for a total of 36 minutes and 8 points. Because <laughs> when we had uh, when sports director Zach Heilprin made it to our last tailgate against Iowa, we briefly talked about Wisconsin basketball on the broadcast because they had their scrimmage. Yeah, was that and he said, because Whitewater, right? Yeah, and he said Stephen Crowell went, was it 18 points and 6 boards? He was balling. But, but he's the 7-footer playing against the tallest guy he played against from Whitewater was 6'5". Yep. That's obviously quite a difference yeah. when you all of a sudden yeah. throw yourself into the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you look at it, though, when Stephen Crowell did play last year at times, it's not like he played a ton, but when he did play, you saw some things. Like, he was a guy who looked like he was big Seen enough, things, coordinated man. enough, looked like he could turn into something. Obviously, I'm sure over the last year they had him put on some weight, which yeah. was is one big thing. Yeah. That, I feel like all these uh, kids that are like from recruited from Minnesota or Wisconsin, they come in and you got to give them on the uh, proper diet because they come in like bean poles. But yeah, Stephen Crowell, let's see, Crowell led both teams uh, during UW's exhibition against Whitewater with 18 points. And then also in the red and white scrimmage, he had 13 points uh, against Whitewater. He was 7 of 9 shooting and grabbed six boards. But I mean, there's a ton of kids on this roster that you're interested in seeing. Obviously, the Chucky Hepburns because of all the hype. Or how about the Lauren, Lauren Bowman, Bowman, a guy that was supposed to be a freshman last year, but because of a lot of off-the-court family issues, 
He's now a freshman this year. Yeah. He was supposed to be, He's a, supposed stud. To be a baller, dude. And then you have yeah. Ben Ben Carlson played pretty well. Uh you would have said before his back injury. Then he had a back injury. You didn't see him very much. We already talked about Steven Crowell, who played limited minutes because of all the older guys, but looked like there was something potentially there down the road. Some transfers yeah. too. Jonathan Davis, probably the most athletic kid on the team last year, the one that everyone was. They, they just about. won the U nineteen FIBA World Cup. Yeah, you're bringing. Mm-hmm. We already mentioned Chucky mm-hmm. Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chris Hodges mm-hmm. is a four star recruit out of Illinois at forward six nine two forty. Nice. Uh, Marcus, I'm going to butcher his last name, Ivers, Ilvers. I don't don't know if you pronounce the L or not. From from Europe. I mean, I remember watching his uh, highlight tapes from overseas. He's from Estonia. Yeah, the kid looks super raw. Estonia. They they picked him up sight unseen. They were just like, hey, look at you. you. Matthew Morris, who's a true freshman out of South Dakota, he was one of their coveted uh, recruits. Mr. Basketball in the state. Yeah, he's he's a smaller power forward type, but yeah. these are all of the young guys well, that you're excited to see what they can bring and, to this team. And if you're even from the same state, all that, whatever you want to do with it, when you're, if you're getting comparisons to be like, he projects to be a Joe Krabenhoff, take it. That's a guy you pick up in all day. Cause that's, that's a guy who can end up being the, the grit guy. So obviously your leader is Brad Davison, which is a senior experience, but then you look at Jonathan Davis and Tyler wall. Can they step up to be, Stars, because this is their turn, right? Well, this is their moment. That's the thing. Like, we just named all of the young guys that you really – you have an idea of what they could be, and some of them are just – it's all hype right now because the casual public hasn't seen any of it. You're excited, but then you talk about the old hat. It's the what step is Jonathan Davis going to take? What yeah, step totally. is Tyler Wall going to take? We all know what Brad Davison is. Yeah, we know that. We already know what he we, is. We all know what Jacoby Neath and Chris Vote. And some of those old guys that transferred in or, or older guys that have transferred in are. And you're not really expecting to see a huge jump from them. So, Rowdy, looking at this here, uh, the only, besides Brad Davis, and the only other players to play in all 31 games last season was Johnny Davis and Tyler Wall. <laughs> like, this team is young. This team is not a lot of experience. I like it, though. Sorry to, to interrupt Please. because I was trying to find out how you pronounce Ilver, Ilver, last name. Uh, well, his dad played college basketball from 1998 to 2000 at St. Francis, Brooklyn. I bet he gets in today. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're playing St. Francis, Brooklyn tonight. Right. Guarantee we we see Marcus okay. get in the game. That That's just weird, being that his dad was playing college basketball into the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. And now he's playing college basketball. It's wild. 21 years later. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who's this? You just, yeah, you just got to be patient. That's just what But I, I think to. it is exciting because we, we know what the old guys I'm are. I'm excited for the young, we, the young cats. It's interesting to see where Jonathan Davis and Tyler Wall grow their game because we saw as a freshman, Tyler Wall was kind of that gritty player. Yeah. And all of a sudden, last year, he started developing a jump shot where it still wasn't pretty. It he had a couple big threes, though, in some yeah, games. Yeah, it wasn't like silky smooth, but it was definitely a hell of a lot better than where it was freshman oh, year. Oh, no doubt. Well, where is he going to take his game? And then Jonathan all, Davis has been you know, reaching new heights, too. It's literally all of the names that you've heard, like the Hepburns, the Bowmans, all those names that you've heard for like a couple years now when they were like juniors in high school mm-hmm. talking about how Wisconsin's landing these big-time recruits totally. or these kids are going to be stars. And see what they can actually bring as true freshmen. Because 
true freshman, or I guess in Bowman's uh, Bowman's case, second year freshman. Yeah, you don't normally get to see many of those type of players play at Wisconsin, no. except for what your occasional Devin uh, Harris's or your Sam Decker, who got to play quite a bit as a freshman, yeah. mm-hmm. or Bronson Caning that played a little it's bit as a, a team freshman. that's always got to wait your turn, bide your time, and then all of a sudden you're called upon. Not like this year. Not, so this year you're going to have Jonathan. I'm sorry, you got Brad Davison, who uh, last season averaged 10 points per game. You had Jonathan Davis. He was sixth team uh, leading scorer with seven points and 4.1 rebounds over an average of 24 minutes. And then Wall averaged 5.2 points. You're going to need these three guys to score. Or find some production from the young guys because you need to step up the scoring. The defense, yeah. I assume, is going to be there. It's just where do they find the offense? And Brett, all right, we got a couple of tweets. I wanted to get you guys to take before we get uh, safe and sound with Grant Pills of the Wisco Sports Show. But J.A. Krebs says, I'm not interested in seeing any of this team. They will stink. Brad Davison shouldn't even be invited back. He's taking minutes away from guys who are the future. I mean, uh, you need same, some same thing he said probably last year. About everybody you need some else veteran experience, and he brings that. Yeah, yeah, outside of Brad Davison, who is really the leader on this team? No one. Jonathan Davis doesn't say a word. Yeah, and he doesn't even smile in the team picture. He doesn't say a word. It, it's very uncharacteristic for players, even if they're the Chris Vote or the Jacoby Neath, who are upperclassmen. Yeah, to come into a team. And right away, be a, a captain, a leader. That's yeah. that's yeah. very ask. rare. That's asking a lot. Yeah. Other than that, it's Brad Davison, or I guess you would say it's probably Tyler Wall. Yeah. There isn't any other real choices. No. So Brad Davis is going to be that the vocal leader, the guy that's going to carry the flame. But here's this. Our guy, Craig. <laughs> Good morning, Craig. At, hey, Craig. Uh, hey, Craig. At HX2 or 60. I hope you get some golfing before it uh, completely goes cold on your brother. He says, speaking of the nut kick continuum, why would Davison even have to start? He says, okay, fine, start him, and then the first media timeout, you send him to the end of the bench. <laughs> What's the hate with Brad Davison? Yeah, the guy's I, like the little engine that could out there for the Badgers. I, I never, like, people, I'm excited people for the turned youth. on him quick. I I'm excited for the youth and to see the future yeah. of the Badgers, but you still need a guy there that you know knows how to stir the it, drink a little bit. It's not like you're Kentucky or Duke and you're prating out five preseason freshman All-American that don't make the All-American team anyway because somehow they're highly overrated and didn't work out the way they thought it would in college basketball, the way they dominated high school basketball, you know? You're not bringing out these McDonald's All-Americans or Parade All-Americans or whatever All-American team they make at Wisconsin. You need that senior leadership on the court to settle people down. Well, and I think on on top of that, it's you you look at how we were at or where we were at at the end of last season mm-hmm. with all of these guys that have been there forever, four to six years for some of them. Yeah, and you were kind of just seeing the same old same, and at the and at the same time, it was. I remember having the conversation with, oh, who's coming back? Who's going where? You know, should we have everyone come back and really, you know, see what they could do? It's like, and I've I seen remember, enough of Trice. Yeah, I remember saying, I wouldn't care if all of them left. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's just, at I'd this say, point, Reavers, it's time. Bye. Reavers, see well, ya. Trice, as funny well, as we're like, see Remember we were talking about uh, Trice, and it was like, yeah, he's 
turn 25 years old this spring, and I'm sitting here going, he's only two age. years yeah. younger than me. Yeah. I've been out but of school kids, for... But they're kids, Rowdy. They're kids. You can't say anything bad about well, them. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, he's been there for so long. He's not that much younger than I am. I've been out of school for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> but they're kids. I have not heard anyone with an NIL deal for the Wisconsin Badger basketball team, BT-dubs, which will bode well. Because everyone else who has NIL deals, they seem to stink. Have you heard anybody in basketball with an NIL deal, though? Yeah, some like guys going like Duke or Kentucky or some. Yeah, some, it was some of the big national Some 17 year old got Puma. Like, he's the first face of Puma. Good, good for him. And I Rowdy's think he like, was a Kentucky recruiter. Yeah, and Rowdy's like, I didn't even know Puma made basketball shoes. I'm like, that's why they got him. And then some guy got a deal with, um, was it Porsche? Some guy got a big car dealership. I know at least a couple of them but were they're out like of Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, they're like the big, the big yeah. boys. So, yeah, there you go. Badger basketball, getting after it tonight. We got ourselves a 7 o'clock tip. If you get Big Ten Plus, good on you. If uh, you don't, maybe you can try and find a stream. Yeah, maybe find a legal stream. or Maybe. That might even be hard to find. Yep. Strong arm your way into the Kohl Center or something. I don't know. Uh, I'd imagine some tickets are still for sale. I'd assume so. I'd assume it's not a sellout against St. Francis of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yep. Not not St. Francis Xavier. Nope. Not St. Francis of Chicago. Okay, G-Dub. What's up, G-Dub? He says, we're going to need Brad Davis in this season. I'm okay with him coming back. There I'm with go. G-Dub on yeah, that one. I, I like think Brad Davis. Bringing at least one guy back to kind of be the, the vocal leader it wasn't a terrible idea. I'm glad Nate Reavers has gone. I'll tell you that. What yeah. is he doing now? Playing overseas? It, oh, oh, let's get a little Nate Reavers uh, Google search. The Reavers. <laughs> Got some awards for your Milwaukee Brewers up for grabs. The first time since 1982, a Cy Young candidate could emerge for the Milwaukee Brewers. Corbin Burns, Rowdy. Corbin Burns. Should we just recap like every single Brewer news since the end of the season? Basically since the World Series. Yep. And one more real quick for uh, an award up for grabs. Craig Council. Yes, Gregory Council up for NL Manager of the Year. We'll talk about it coming up. But yes, Rowdy, please recap what the Brewers have been up to since so, getting out since of the playoffs. losing to the Atlanta Braves and their season ending, and then we watched the rest of the playoffs and obviously the World Series um, mm. ending about a week ago, mm. the Brewers have signed Trevor Gott. A AAA arm. Correct. Gotcha. He'll be like a quadruple-A player for him. So check that off. That was the first move done. We'll cross him off the list then. The second thing that had happened was Jackie Bradley Jr. picked up his player option. So he'll be back this upcoming year for $9.5 million. Last season, if you thought he had a bad year, well, he did. He was statistically like one of the worst hitting players in all of baseball. Mm. He was only making $6 million last year. He's now signed on this year for 9.5. Yeah, to bet, what, like 129 or something? You know, hopefully you get a bounce back for him. 223 is his average. Jesus. Which is a hell of a lot better than the 160. Let's see. Jackie Bradley Jr. this season, Rowdy, batted. Oh, God. Like 160. 163. Judas. Yeah, just think about that. $9 his, million. Dollars. His career average is 60 points higher than that. 60 points. And he just picked up his player option of nine over $9 million. And then on the flip side, Avisel Garcia reached the allotted amount of at-bats where that club option turned into a player option and smartly on Garcia's side said, no, I'm going to test free agency because I believe the option was for less than $12.5 million. And probably on the open market right now, he's probably going to command 16 to $18 million. Man. So he gone. 
he's most likely gone. Especially, you, go. you have to figure Garcia is most likely gone, especially when you have Kane making another million added to his contract. So he'll be at 17. Yelich jumps from 14 to 26. Oh, God. You have Jackie Bradley Jr., who went from six to nine and a half. No. And then Tyrone Taylor probably gets raised like 50 grand. I don't mind him. Oh, I know, but that's the funniest thing. And now you still have those four guys in your outfield, and three of them are making considerably more money than they did the year before. So uh, I think that's wow. your outfield. I just saw Ken Rosenthal, Rowdy, as you're talking about the, you know, the crew. Latest notes from Ken Rosenthal, you know, big name, obviously, in Major League Baseball with the athletic MLB on Fox, yada, yada, yada. His top story, his top note as of five minutes ago, Will the Brewers trade Josh Hader this winter? Yeah, going to be interesting. Wow. Ooh, and since the gold gloves were announced in the last day or two, Brewers did have two finalists for a gold glove. It was Jackie Bradley Jr. and it was Colton Wong. Neither of the two obviously won the gold glove. Goes by the name of Corbin Burns, who is up for a Cy Young candidacy in the NL. Rowdy, the first time since 1982 for the Milwaukee Brewers. Burns is up along the likes of Max Scherzer of the LA Dodgers and Zach Wheeler of the New York Mets. Let's see here. Burns, dominant, third year for the crew. First Brewers pitcher to win the ERA title and lead the league in strikeouts per nine innings. 27-year-old also set an MLB record by recording 58 strikeouts to start the season before allowing his first walk. Corbin Burns, despite being the phenom that he was, only finished 11-5 and on the year and was the top pitcher, obviously, that won the NL Central with the Milwaukee Brewers. So, Nelly, the Brewers have two Cy Young Award winners in their history. That would be Raleigh Fingers in 1981 and uh, Pete uh, Vukovic the following year. So, Nels, does Corbin Burns have a shot against Scherzer and uh, Wheeler? Yeah, I think if you look at it, for my vote, it comes down to Max Scherzer and Corbin Burns. I think both of those guys, in my opinion, should be held higher than uh, Wheeler. But I think it's going to be interesting because if you look right down at every major statistic, you look at Max Scherzer, he's got 15 wins. Obviously, you just stated that Corbin Burns has 11 wins. Mm -hmm. So you'd obviously say, all right, check mark Scherzer. But I thought wins, we don't look at wins in the MLB anymore. Then you, then you look at uh, ERA, straight up ERA, Scherzer, 246. Corbin Burns, you scroll down, you see that Corbin Burns, 243. So he's a little bit better there. You look at innings pitched. Scherzer, 12 and a third more innings than Corbin Burns. Well, we know who to blame for that. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. Gregory. But then strikeouts. Scherzer, 236. Burns, 234. Mm. But that goes back to uh, strikeouts per nine then. Because obviously... Burns has a much higher strikeouts per nine because he had 12 and a third less innings and only came two strikeouts short of Scherzer. Two. And then you go to the whip. whip Scherzer Real good. slightly beating Corbin Burns, 0.86 to 0.94. I mean, it. I think it could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave it to Max Scherzer and, and a Los Angeles Dodger. Yeah, I would definitely see them leaning Scherzer and giving it to him. And the only reason why I really didn't talk about Wheeler is, yeah, Wheeler's got more wins than Corbin Burns, but he has less less uh, wins than Scherzer. And then he did 
have the the innings pitch, which is wild to hear. Yeah, Zach Wheeler led an innings pitch, 213 and then a third. Normally, they're like talking about guys like 20 years ago logging 300 innings. <laughs> right. And yes, he did have more strikeouts, but his, strikeout, his arm didn't fall off. Did it? Yeah, his strikeouts per nine were much lower than, you know, Max Scherzer's 11.8 or I don't know, Corbin Burns and Corbin Burns strikeout per nine, which was unbelievable at 12.6. Yeah. I mean, Burns, Burns had some accolades this season, though. I mean, making history. And um, I don't know. What do, do you think that a small market, big market comes into play with this Milwaukee versus Dodgers? Yeah, I think that could come down to it too. I, I think definitely if you look just through the numbers, Scherzer and Burns are better than Wheeler's shot at winning it. And then it's just splitting hairs mm-hmm. between Scherzer and Burns. So I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. Obviously, we're rooting for Corbin Burns. Yeah, go Burns. I don't think. Would love the, to see it. I don't. I feel like Scherzer's going to get it. I don't think the manager of the year, though, is close. All right, here it is. Manager of the year for NL. You have uh, Mike Schilt for the Cardinals, who was fired. Gabe Kapler of the Giants. I mean, the season they had was insane. And then Gregory Council, the Brewers legend, Craig Council, uh, NL manager of the year. I also think this is a two-horse race if you're really looking at it because how in the hell can you put Shield above Council when expectations had Brewers anywhere from 82 and a half yeah. to 84 and a half wins? Can you win it if you get fired? And Shield and the Cardinals were right around 86 to like 88 and a half, so they already had the expectations to be better. They had the expectations to win the division. They didn't do that. Yeah. The Brewers did. So yeah. that automatically Craig Council's had him. And you know who else did? Exceed expectations? Gabe Kapler. Yeah, Gabe Kapler is the one that's going to win this. And if if he doesn't win it, that that's like the crime of the century. What was the um what was the over under win total for the San Francisco Giants? It was Giants? right around 75, 75 and a half. Where the Brewers were like I said 82 to 84 and a half. So they were much lower. Not only did they have lower expectations, but they ended up being the best, best team, team in baseball in the regular season. 107 wins. Not only were they the best team in baseball, but they were the best team in baseball in that in that NL West where they insane. had the Dodgers and they had the San Diego Padres, two of which coming into the season, the Dodgers had the highest win total in expectations. And San Diego was supposed to be a, a monster. They had the third highest expectation in win total. Yeah. They came in with 75 win total, and they not only had the best record in baseball, but they had the best record against two of the teams that were supposed to be the best record in baseball. And I think uh, Gabe Kapler truly does deserve that award. Yeah, it's insane. And that's how the Giants did what they did. And we're talking about Craig Council, who's been in that conversation for manager of the year, what, four out of the last five years? 2017, the Brewers were supposed to be complete trash, one game away from the playoffs. In my opinion, he deserves second place on that one. Yeah. 2018, where the Brewers were kind of out of nowhere, and they not only won the division, but they were one game away from the World Series. 2018, I believe, was when Snitaker won it for the Atlanta Braves. Snitaker. That's the year that Craig Council should have won it, 2018. 2019, yeah, the Brewers, they uh, they played well, made the playoffs. I mean, their bullpen did crap out on them. The rotation <laughs> wasn't great. Yeah. But uh, I, I still side with, I think, uh, Shield deserved to win it in 2019. And then, obviously, 2020, Craig Council didn't deserve to be there. The Brewers, as a team, didn't even deserve to be in the playoffs. But, yeah, then this year, 
another second place, in my opinion, is where he'll probably finish. Not too shabby, though, since 2017. No, not at all. Not at all. Having a ton of second-place finishes and one where you should have won it. Yeah, so Craig Council, I... I don't know, but we've seen a couple of years already that like you were just talking about and when when Grant Bills of uh, Safe and Sound, I mean, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show was on, he uh, was saying Council could win it just because managers in the past who didn't deserve to win it won it. <laughs> I see G- Gabe Kapler, though, I think away that only thing. goes against the Brewers. Yeah, I don't... I don't think that ever goes I don't think they want to give too much Brewers. love to the Milwaukee Brewers. They'd have to have leave no doubt. And in order for them to leave no doubt, you'd have to do what the Giants and Gabe Kapler did, and that win 107 games, which is insane. I will say this, though. I was surprised that Major League Baseball gave the St. Louis Cardinals five gold gloves. Yeah, what's up with that? Five gold gloves. Which was obviously a record. That's insanity. So they're, they're loving what the Cardinals did this year. <laughs> Everyone seemed to like what the Cardinals did this year, except for... Um, the Cardinals organization itself. Yeah. And they fired Mike Shield. They're like, you're done, dude. Uh, what was it? Organizational differences? Like different philosophy? Yeah. And then they went in. What's and your they... philosophy? Not win 90 plus games and have gold glovers and make the playoffs? Like what? And then they hired, I believe it was an in-house uh, minor league uh, like manager. The, isn't the youngest? Isn't he the youngest manager? Um, Cardinals manager. He's a young whippersnapper. Uh, Oliver Marble. Right, Rouds? Yep. He is... In his mid to late 30s, I believe. He's 35 years old. Wow. 35 years old. He was a bench, or, yeah, he was on the staff. It's Major League Baseball's the youngest skipper now. And Mike Schilt is up for manager of the year. Got guys five gold gloves. He's one manager he of the fired. year. And he's been in the mix at least two other times. And how many times, Rowdy? You broke it down. I thought he was going to go to San Diego. Because remember, Did you I break said, it down between him and Council? Then he has more 90 win seasons than Council does? He does. Yeah. In one organization. Remember when we were talking about he? it was all the rumors how he was being fired mm-hmm. and San Diego had let go of their manager, and I thought that that would be a perfect spot, and then there were rumors linked to him. San Diego went in a different direction. They went with, uh, was it uh, Doug Melvin? Yeah. Doug. Dougie. Because yeah. then was, maybe I'm making this up, but I think the Mets kind of started talking to uh, Shield. But then I don't think Shield was super interested. Well, I don't think anyone's interested in the Mets job. Dude, have you seen that? Has the Mets even hired a GM yet? Every Everyone's person, been turning it down. Every person that they look at for GM or assistant GM or manager they say, has thanks, said, but no thanks. yeah, we'll see you later. I'm like, not interested. Like, not for me. Because the Brewers GM, David Stern's the president of baseball operations. They wanted to interview him. He declined. And then, Rowdy, it was the Brewers GM. I forget the dude's name. Arnold. Yeah, Arnold. Matt Arnold. Not Tom, Matt Arnold. He said no thanks to the New York Mets. A lot of other people said no thanks to the New York Mets, and I think they're still holding their <clears throat> in the wind. Bro, you said something. Uh, the crime of the century was going to be for who? If Gabe Kapler doesn't win manager of the year? Yeah. Well, a little super tramp. Go on, a little super tramp here, crime of the century. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. Badger basketball is here. Uh, doesn't that sound crazy to say? Badger basketball is here. 
and it is a different flavor as, my God, the – well, here's – let's just do this. Our sports director, Zach Heilprin, God's gift to Wisconsin sports, and, uh, you know, my one of my, you know, soulmates. Zach, good morning. Good morning. Zach, do you know this uh, – the answer to this question? How the percentage or of scoring that has left the Wisconsin Badger basketball team from last year to this year? Off the top of my head, ooh, uh, it's like it's it's a lot, a lot left. Yes, there's no doubt. Yeah. Now, obviously, Brad Davison and Johnny Davis and Tyler Wall being back, kind of even. I think it's I think it's about twenty five percent. Ooh, yeah, I was going to uh, say probably around seventy five. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe thirty. I, in terms of you know, no, in terms of like what's back. Um. Yeah, I mean Johnny and Brad averaged seventeen. Tyler Wall was about I don't know, like five. So yeah, yeah it's, I mean it's 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 about twenty five thirty percent I think. Okay, so Zach, looking at this team, a lot of people are like excited to see the growth and new opportunity for some of these younger guys to get in and you know kind of cut their teeth. But I've been and Rowdy has been making the case as well. Isn't it a good thing that Brad Davison is back to bring some experience for the Wisconsin Badger basketball team? Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people probably uh, not uh, excited to see him. There, he's been around for a long time. I know, obviously, the rest of the Big Ten probably not overly excited that he's back, but it's huge for Wisconsin considering, as you mentioned, what they lost. I mean, they they lost a whole bunch of other seniors, a whole bunch of other scorers, a whole bunch of other leaders. And, and Brad, you know, while he can be certainly uh, divisive in terms of whether you like him or not, he's good for Wisconsin, and uh, they're going to need his. They're good. First of all, they're going to need his shooting. I certainly think that's the case, and they're going to need him defensively to, to uh, get these guys into shape and being back to where uh, they need to be defensively because it's going to be a little bit of a slog, I think, early on. Just uh, slog? Trying to find their feet. Uh, slog, trying to find their I feet like that. defensively. Well, I don't like find, the idea of it. Find, I like that word. Yeah, yeah, trying to find their feet defensively in terms of you know being on the same page and everything because they, they haven't played a ton together, especially in competitive situations. So. Yeah, having him there, I certainly I don't see the downside to it. I'm, I'm sure there probably are some downsides to it, um, but I think the upsides certainly outweigh them by a lot. So looking at Jonathan Davis and Tyler Wall, then I mean Wall, um, you know, cutting his teeth a little more. Jonathan Davis was just one of that. Was it you? Was it the FIBA U19 World Cup that he was a part of? Team USA won. Where is this scoring going to be coming from for the Wisconsin Badgers? Then I mean, is Jonathan Davis going to be the guy that's going to? I mean, put your you know take out your magic eight ball and like maybe look in the future your your crystal ball. Is Jonathan Davis going to be the leading? Like, where does the scoring come from here? I think eventually, but I, I was kind of surprised that maybe not his lack of aggressiveness, but there wasn't it, it wasn't there a ton against Whitewater. Uh, that's not the only game that we've seen. Uh, you know, we're having held have all these other guys, but. In terms of leading score, I guess I would put my money on Jonathan Davis because I think he is going to be. It is going to be his team, but I, I would also wouldn't be surprised if Brad Davison uh, is right up there as well because uh, of his shooting from the outside. He's going to end up being the all-time leading three-point shooter in Wisconsin history. Really? Uh, yeah, he's got 222 three-pointers. He's not that far behind. Um, uh, oh, uh, oh, here's the knowledge. He's no, no. It's, yeah, no, it's I'm I'm almost positive it's it's uh, Bronson Koenig, but like that the, uh, I'll go with it. Um, research yeah. department so just a, gave, the research department just gave me a thumbs up. Yeah, so I, I don't know why I blanked on that. I'm pretty sure he passed Ben Brust. So either way, uh, yes, I think there's a chance that Jonathan Davis is, is your guy. I just don't know. Like I think he's going to be the guy you go to down the stretch. Like if you need a bucket, he's certainly going to be that guy. But uh, I could see Brad certainly being around that uh, that number two. Like what, what's Johnny going to average? Like twelve, 
13. That's kind of where the leading scorers for Wisconsin have been yeah. generally, you know, between 12 and 16 of late. So I, mean, I could see him being, being like 12, 13, 14, something a game. So looking at the rest of this roster, Zach, uh, you know, I'm looking here as um, how would Ben Carlson, is he going to be a starter? Uh, Steven Crowell, I assume he's going to be a starter. Like what's, what's the big boys looking like down low for Wisconsin? Yeah, so they listed their potential starters yesterday, and Stephen Crowell, the seven-footer, is, is starting center. they got Tyler Wall in the starting lineup. They've got Johnny Davis, Brad Davison, and then true freshman Chucky uh, Hepburn out of Nebraska is, is going to become just the second starter and the second true freshman starter, likely, wow. and I will see what happens, to start, true, uh, to start a season opener. Just the second one in this Bo Ryan, Greg Gard era, the last one being Kevin Harris, which was Bo Ryan's first year back in 2001. So, it's been a while, so but yeah, down low, I, Stephen, down to me that could make or break their season. Uh, the, the front court, because if you look at some of the front court players that they're going to face in the Big Ten this year, they have I mean, every. It seems like every Big Ten contender has a dominant big man down low that Wisconsin is going to have to deal with, and Stephen Crowell is going to be tasked with that. Now they've got Chris Boyd, who brought, they brought in from Cincinnati, who's going to play a role there. And Carlson, I think, certainly could play the five at times, but Stephen Crowell could could be. An X factor. I don't know. I don't want to be cliche about it, but he, uh, you know, they, he is. I mean, he's seven feet. He can shoot from the outside. He's got. Did he get nice, some meat uh, on his touch. bones? He's, he's got some nice touch around the rims, uh, around the rim. But he needs to continue to add strength, and I think that could certainly be very difficult for them oh. to deal with this year. Oh, um, but hey, man. I mean, we we saw we saw them struggle last year, and that was with, with so. Teams. You tell me, let's say the Badgers Reavers are going against let's say the Badgers going against Illinois, um, Stephen Krell versus <laughs> Kofi Coburn. Who wins? Who wins that battle? <laughs> Jesus, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kofi. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kofi. I'm gonna go that one too. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Cofield only because it's they're not going to be playing him in the first few games where he's going to have to sit out and he'll be a ghost out there. Yeah, unfortunately for them, you know, maybe they should petition to have that Wisconsin Illinois game played in the first two games. I know that'd be really nice. (laughs) Then I think he's got a chance against Coburn. Otherwise, it's gonna be tough. No, there are just so many really good big big men. Hunter Dickinson down at at Michigan. You got the Trace Jackson Davis at Indiana. There's that big that big seven six guy. No, how how tall is that guy at Purdue? Whoever. Oh, that uh, freakazoid. Oh, and that's lovingly. That's said lovingly. Yes. Yeah, so there are a lot of big men that they're, that they're going to have to deal with, and um, it's going to come. Crowell is going to play a huge part in their success this year. I think he's he's got some good touch around the rim. He's going to shoot from the outside. We'll see what kind of rebounder he is. Uh, he like against Whitewater, who didn't have anybody over six seven. It okay, looked really yeah. really good. Oh, yeah, give me give me some positives on a Whitewater. Like how much do we yeah. do we use, do we take that with a grain <laughs> of salt because no one's over I six six? You said. Yes, I take I take that a ton of with the greatest assault because they don't have anybody over six seven that that could uh, challenge them down low whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think St. Francis Brooklyn's going to be able to do that either. But um, I, yes, I, I don't want to make any. I don't want to compare Stephen Crowell to anybody at this point because I've only seen him for one game, so it'd be completely completely unfair. But um, okay, well, I mean, what what would he look like then? What you know is he like a Nate Reavers coming in? Like what's a what's a like a comparable for a Wisconsin player? Looking at him in one single game, plus what we got to see a little bit of him last yeah, year. Yeah, just play along with me. Yes, kind of looks like Nate Reavers. Oh God, which Nate Reavers though? Last Nate, Re- last year's Nate Reavers or the year before, or three years ago? 
Um, please don't say this. I would probably. Please don't say yeah. it. Please don't say it. <laughs> Look, it was one game. It was against Whitewater. It only reminded me of him because Nate dominated teams that didn't have you know guys that could match him uh, size wise. Does he wear now, sleeves? No, he yeah. does. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, this is essentially the Minnesota Badgers. <laughs> Seriously, look at the starting lineup. It's going to be the starting lineup is going to consist of uh, three Minnesota guys, a Wisconsin guy, and a guy from Nebraska. Uh, but pretty much their entire bench is from Minnesota too. It's it's uh, it's hilarious. But yeah, Stephen Crowell. If that if I was forced to make a comparison off of one single game, and what you're being be forced right now, yes, it would be Nate Rivers with the but sleeves again, with the t-shirt under the jersey. He's a he's a sophomore. Or so. So is he? Is he so if he's essentially ahead, has freshman eligibility. Sorry, sorry. He's got. He he has plenty of time to to add strength and continue to get better and bigger and, and be able to deal with some of those guys down low. All right. So looking around the Big Ten, Zach, uh, I saw that the Badgers are what tab to finish tenth in the in the Big Ten. How? And you already kind of covered the big boys down low in the Big Ten, which you know is this a physical conference. The Badgers, what would be a successful season for Wisconsin and this young crew? Would it be, I mean, death taxes and the Badgers finish fourth or better in the Big Ten? Is that too much to ask to finish fourth or better right now with this young guy, with these young cats? Well, considering they're picked to finish tenth, which they have not finished, they have not finished that badly since um, that really messed up season in what 2018? Yeah, yeah, tw- yeah so. Uh, I, I would say that it's going to be um, a challenge to finish where uh, they would be in the top four. I think that'd be that's that's asking a lot. Um, I think that the, I think the uh, a good goal for them would to be in the top eight. And if you're in the top eight, then you probably have a good chance of making it to the tournament, considering how good the conference is supposed to be. And so, yeah, you probably like uh, a successful season would be kind of like being on the bubble and, and challenging for a spot. I think. Uh, late, and you know, and being like a sneak it eight, in. nine, or ten, yeah, like sneaking in. I think that would be considered a successful season, considering the youth on this team. They went from being twenty, uh, averaging, you know, that was the whole big thing last year. They had a starting lineup that was older in the Chicago Bulls, like it was twenty two point nine. Like that's what the team was, and the starting uh, the starting group was even higher than that. But they are at the team averages nineteen point eight years right now. That's how old they are. They have the second or the third most underclassmen in the Big Ten. There, are, there is a ton of youth. I think we're going to be seeing continued growth like every single game, and it'll get better towards the end of the year. But, um, I, I, yes, expectations are not high because uh, of that youth, and I, I think that it makes a lot of sense. So don't get my hopes up, essentially. Well, hey, no, you got that sweet-ass T-shirt in I don't even like that T-shirt. It's a, it's a hashtag Badgers to NIT. Rowdy said he wanted to take it off the wall and burn it the other day. I did. I did say that. <laughs> Well, no, but if you don't want to be burning shirts, you might be able to use here coming down the stretch. Ben, what size is that T-shirt? Is it a medium or a large? Because it's a medium. The only thing I plan on using that shirt for to medium is oh, if they yeah. go on a shortage of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> what is COVID twenty coming around? All right, Zach, how about hey, if Stephen Krause leaves somehow ripped though, we can give him the shirt. Yes, true, accurate. Yeah, I don't know about that shirt, uh, Zach. Who is refing tonight, and is it Boborowski? And if so, are the Badgers doomed? Ben Kenny, not a fan of Boborowski. I don't, I, Who is I don't a fan anybody, of Boborowski? Yeah, no, I don't. I was gonna say I don't think anybody is, but he has uh, certainly come out uh, of late and just been very vocal, very vocal about his distaste for Boborowski. Well, maybe um, does Ben think about this? Maybe Boborowski doesn't like him. You ever thought about that? Ben? That's a poss- That's a possibility. 
I think that's I certainly the, a possibility. He would not be the only one. I'm going to be in the minority here and say, actually, don't mind Bo Borowski because there was one game last uh, winter where we may have had some cheese on it, and he gave us some very favorable calls. It always comes back to gambling, Zach. It does, which is all that, you know. And some would say have... Bo Borowski is in on the take sometimes. Ooh, who, who was saying that? Some. Some? Okay. If you keep, your, right. if you keep your ear to the streets, you hear some things. No clue who's roughing tonight, but I'm pretty sure it's not Boborowski. Uh, ben, Ben tapped me to ask you if it was Boborowski. Um, mm. You don't. And speaking of gambling, you haven't seen a line on this game anywhere. We've been searching and searching. We can't find one. Twenty-two. You, oh, you found one. Yeah, I thought. It, yeah. Twenty-two. Right? I was just say, yeah. I was just going to add. Uh, looking back, Ben, uh, his, I should say, uh, Stephen Crowell's T-shirt. It's a tight-fitting T-shirt, so it's like the the sleeves, like it's. It, like, like the compression kind of. Oh, like I'm the, sure yeah, Zach, yep. that that uh, adult medium would also be pretty tight on a guy that's seven feet. Oh, that changes it's a, everything. It's a compression. I'm pretty sure it's a compression shirt, so it's like not the, necessarily. It's not sleek. Nah, I still don't so, like it. I want the baggy. I want like if it's like early 2000s. Like you remember TJ Ford when he was drafted by the Bucks? He had like I do. the shorts that were like eight times too big for him, and the jersey that was like yeah. hanging on the floor. I like that. I like that look. Like the Allen Iverson right. baggy look. I like that. Okay, I can see it. But, I can agree. I like Adam on. Morrison. Think of Adam Morrison against Duke when he had that baggy T-shirt on under his Gonzaga jersey. That kind of bagginess. I like that. The only one I remember out of that is uh, his mustache and how horrible it was. Like it, it looked like something like you would let's try not, to grow. Let's not shame a man who can't grow a good mustache. Okay, let's not. We're not in the we're not in the shaming business here. Unless it's Grant Bills. Uh, Zach, uh, you're going to be at the Colson tonight. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, and I can't wait to uh, you know see your fantastic work, obviously at MadCitySportsZone.com, and also on your Twitter account at Zach Heilprin. And before I let you go, um, you haven't heard it's not it's not sold out, right? <laughs> pretty sure it's not sold out. Yeah. <laughs> so we can get tickets out because it's on Big Ten Plus. I'm pretty sure we can't. ETN Plus. Yep. That's dumb. Zach, we love you, little brother. Thanks so much for breaking down the Badgers uh, for us. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Thank see, you. There he is. Tell Dane we said hi. Daner. <laughs> see you, buddy. There he is, Zach Halpern. Never was a fan of the T-shirt under the jersey. Same. Ben? I'm a fan of a T-shirt under a jersey when the sleeves don't go down to your elbows. You don't like the baggy old school? No. Like, do you have a huddle? Do you have like a... Do you have basketball highlights on the internet? Yeah. I think I found them, actually. Yeah. I, I, I've tweeted I think you were wearing a T-shirt underneath it. I did. I have, to go, I have to go check. It was a normal fitting T-shirt. What was normal? Wasn't like I also wasn't playing college basketball. Like, I never got in the game. What did you, I tell you, you hit a couple three-pointers. That what? was because our starters were so good that I would get in the game up 30 in the third quarter. You were the silent assassin like Greg Gard in the fourth quarter. Wolf. Yeah, we found you. Yeah, a couple threes, a couple charges. Oh, you're like a Brad Davison. One hustle play. You're like Brad Davison. No, I was a good shooter. We'll see you out there at the uh, the rec court. <laughs> I I can. I'm choosing I, the thing skins is I used to be able to do that. Don't you have bad I, knees now, you old man? Yeah, I, I I can't jump anymore. I'm choosing skins. I'm picking to guard you, and all I'm gonna do is run up and down the court and sweat on you and yell Rain Man. That's just weird. Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. There's Russell Wilson. <laughs> Did you see the video he put out with? Mr. Unlimited. So he got cleared by the doctors, right? Oh, so yeah. he, he can play against Green Bay this upcoming weekend. Did you see the video he came out with? I did. 
Oh my god. Very nauseating, isn't it? He had to be filming that knowing he was going to release it when coming back. This one right here, Rowdy? I don't know. It's like him rehabbing him with like a yep. cast it's, on it's his finger. It's him right now. He's there getting the cast on his finger. There he is. There's the doctor pointing at his x-ray saying, here's we're going to put the pin. There's Sierra and him walking around. There's Lambeau Field now. Russell staring at his finger while he's doing rehab. There he is throwing. Yeah. Me, me, Ridiculous. me, me, me. Russell Wilson is one of the most nauseating players all time in all professional sports. You know how we talked about Brad Davison earlier today, and you're like, yeah, if Brad Davison was on your team, you'd like the guy, but if you played against him, you'd hate him? I don't even think if Russell's I on our like team, I'd like him. I if Russell Wilson was on my team, I would probably go like the Percy Harvin route and just start punching, punching people. Him? Yeah. Russell like, Wilson is very... He would just annoy the hell out of you. He's an annoying man. Mr. Unlimited. He's an annoying man. I mean, he's good at what he does, though. Don't and get me wrong. Funny that I use Percy Harvin in that what, ag- analogy because Percy Harvin was the one that stood stood up for Russell Wilson, if you remember. Yeah, because Golden Tate was with his then was then wife wife who was with Golden Tate, cheating on Mister Unlimited. And that's when Percy, Percy Harvin, Harvin came up and up cracked him and cracked Golden Tate, right? Correct. And then Percy Harvin got cut. Yeah, for punching Golden Tate while Golden Tate was allegedly getting with Russell Wilson's then wife. Mr. Unlimited. So, yeah. I actually, you know what? It was a terrible look for Golden Tate at the time and a really good look for Percy Arvin standing up for his his teammate Mm -hmm. and you felt bad for Russell Wilson. I no longer feel bad for Russell Wilson. You take it back? I take it back. I apologize to Golden Tate. The same Golden Whoa, Tate. Oh, we don't apologize. Though. <laughs> the same Golden Tate that was then upset for Jalen Ramsey, who had what two kids with his, his sister because they both played yeah, Gold, sports. At Golden Tate's sister was with Jalen Ramsey, was a track Ramsey. star yeah. at Florida State. Jalen Ramsey, obviously the football star. They had like two kids together, and then he's like, "No, I'm out of here." They weren't married, and then he was like, "Oh, you're cheating on then my Golden sister." Golden Tate was mad because he was cheating yeah. cause on his sister. Actually, I take it back. I don't apologize for Golden Tate either. Yeah, we just here's what it comes around to. We just don't apologize. I think it's just a big old spider web of losers. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited. Russell Wilson lost me. I loved him with the Badgers, don't get me wrong. Uh, but then he kind of lost me with the nano bubbles. You remember the nano bubbles? That he was uh he was like touting the sport drink. I think the only real and he said if you drink it, you don't get concussions. I think I only really liked Russell Wilson for about a two-year period, and that was like his year with the Badgers and the year you were rooting with him when he was a rookie in the NFL. Outside of that, mm. I am a fan of his wife. I've always liked Sierra. Uh, line one, who's this? Russell, is that you? Harry from the north side. The king of the north. What's up there? You know, because I drive by your intersection there, there's no cherry bombs today, so you obviously must not have been inter- No, that was, er- that was earlier. Today. That was earlier in the day, Terry. That was early in the day, yeah. yeah. It was before bar time. Anyway, hey, I got to I got to go back to something yesterday about you, brother. And you know how much I love you guys. And oh, know, sure, like, yeah, like yesterday, old, yeah, yeah. Like the old boy on Dragnet used to say, "Man, just the facts, man, just, just the, the facts. facts, man." Yeah. Now, Nelson, can you find this tape? And dig back now, Evo. I listened to you yesterday, and look, I sounds like a, sounds like you had a great I don't day. Think a lot of, I don't think a lot of Dave Minona, but I remember when the world's greatest brewer in some of your um, people's minds, yeah, Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun yeah. lied to Hollywood Rogers. Okay. And they asked Hollywood Rogers in a press conference, Evo, 
mm-hmm. how he felt being lied to. And, he, and his response was entirely different than yours yesterday, Ebo. He didn't say, oh, he's got his own life to live. A lie is a lie, no big deal. He was pissed. He was hot to evil. When it comes to a lie to Hollywood Rogers, there's a difference between when he's lied to or when he lies to someone else. Okay. So my point is, go back and find that case. He was nowhere near evil, as happy as you were yesterday, laughing. It was no big deal. Well, Terry, I'm always happy, by the way. But I think one of the differences here, Terry, is that Ryan Braun came out and said he was innocent. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers said I'm immunized, which means he could have the vaccine, he could have had the antibodies, or he could have already had COVID. So then, why did one of the great Wisconsin sports writers ask him that question? Oh, we, the, the funniest ask. thing about that, Terry, is there were some Wisconsin sports writers crying on social media, saying they should have done better, and they apologized for not doing it. I kid you not. I have. I found the text messages yesterday, actually. That Rowdy and I, when Roger said, I've been immunized, we both looked at each other and said, I guarantee you he didn't get the shot. I went back and found it of when we talked about it. I have it time stamped that both Rowdy and I said the same exact thing, that he never, that we don't think, believe he got the shot. He said immunized because we know that Rogers is smart. We know that Rogers likes to play word games. And we know that most of the journalists that cover the Packers are idiots. You know, and this is where I go back, except for you gentlemen, except for our gentleman on Channel 15, which is a great man to me. Wisconsin sports media, and I'm talking about from Illinois to Canada, for God's sake, is the worst sports coverage in the world. They're soft. Second to none. They're soft. And I don't care what sports they cover. They're bought out. It was Bull Ryan cheating on his wife for six years. It was Coach Belima, or however you pronounce it, laying out in the middle of State Street after a serious drunk. If it's maybe our former head coach, A.D., maybe did some things that didn't get reported because our media wouldn't cover them. It's good. You know, so do you, do, you, do you believe that you've been lied to then, Terry, by Aaron Rodgers? I believe I've been lied to by 90% of the people in this state when it comes to coverage. I mean, everything. Their questions are like, you know, and look, at, let's be honest, even the UW Badgers hire LaPay and Lucas. You know, do you, you, know every, you know every day that the coach or a GM or a player is on the podium that they're lying to your face, right? Every single now, day. You know has, that, right? A, a coach I don't have any problem with. I do have a problem because back in the day – when we had true sports announcers like Gary Bender, when we had great guys that worked for the State Journal, would go out and hammer and get these. When Mike Lucas wasn't such a homer, he would go out and he ripped Dave McLean and a few others, a big one where he got in a war with him. John Giardini got in a war with him because he went out and presented the facts. Today they're just a bunch of overpaid guys that sit down on the side of the court, write a few things, they tell other people how to live their lives while doing something different because they're so, hypocrites, too. And also, now you kind of understand why some people would say that real journalism is dead and there's a lot of fake news. Absolutely, and sports is the perfect world of it. Oh, sports Terry, is more than politics. Sports has been fake when there's someone on the podium since the beginning of them going on podiums. Not 20 years ago. Not 20 years ago. That's when we had real men that weren't afraid of being fired. That's why I've always respected, this, except for the... Um, Russell Wilson deal. I've always respected the sports writers in Chicago because one, most they don't work for the team, and second of all, they're not afraid to go out and find the facts and maybe find well, the league. In Wisconsin, most of the most of the people just want to be buddy buddies with Aaron Rodgers, and then when they think oh, and absolutely. felt like and they think and felt like their their savior failed them last week, then they turned on him in an instant. Yet they weren't bright enough to understand Rodgers when he was up there, despite covering for 17 years, that when he said immunized, no one batted an eye to ask him a follow-up question. 
Rowdy and, and I are argue, over that. And you can argue the same thing with hot with with Ryan Braun, Mister P. No, Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun straight up. Ryan Braun straight up lied. Aaron Rodgers. He lied, and I still. I'll be completely. I'll be one hundred ten percent honest with you. Aaron Rodgers again, didn't lie. Aaron Rodgers didn't lie to you. He did lie to me because he said he was back. He said he no, was vaccinated. And he, he did changed not. His mind three times. He did not say yeah, that. He did. He did not you say that. You even told me you could find it. He, he said immunized. He, he, he did not say vaccinated. You know, evil. That's like did I call you or did I text you? I could ask you the question. Did I call you? And you would say no. But yes, I text you, and so we technically had communication. That's what Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers used to do back in the day. So, are you, in, you in your mind? In your mind, do you think Rodgers lied to you? And you're set with Rodgers. You're set with Rodgers or the media for not following up. Both. They're both liars, and they include the Green Bay Packers, the NFL. Terry, that I'm going to say this: If you're upset with what you believe is Aaron Rodgers lying to you, then I think you need to take a look in the mirror and reevaluate how you judge people and look at people that don't give a crap about you. I I don't give a shit who gives a crap about me because I'm neutral anyway. When I go to ref a football game, I could give a shit who wins. Well, I hope both careful, teams lose. Careful, careful there, sir. I do. I'll be honest with you. I hope both teams lose. That's why it's called fair. It's called fair, evil. That's the key word: being fair. And do you really believe Aaron Rodgers was being fair to the people who buy the buy tickets to see the him only, play? The, the only people that Rodgers seemed to piss off are like you, Terry, and the media. Well, the whole NFL knew his status. His entire team knew his yeah. status. So he didn't lie to anybody. He just pulled the wool over maybe your eyes with someone you plop up on a pedestal when you probably shouldn't be putting him on a pedestal. I never put him on a pedestal. It I've been calling him It kind of sounds like he it. He can't even keep women happy, for God's sake. No, okay. God, I mean, I respect the. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying this. You can believe what you want. When Rodgers leaves town next year, this conversation is going to turn 375 face every which way. Oh, my God, the sports shows. How could Hollywood do this to us? You know, when he's sitting back making suckers out of all you guys, and a 23 year old wife is running the show, and you wait until he signs with Denver next year and takes Adams with him. Well, and, don't and put words in my happens. mouth. Aaron Rodgers never lied to me. Rowdy, did Aaron yeah. Rodgers lie to you? And I'm sure Bill Ryan never lied to anybody else either. You know what I mean? Well, let's stay on track here. Let's, let's stay on track. Aaron Rodgers, did he lie to you, Rowdy? No. He he was deceptive with his words at best. What's the difference? Terry. What's the difference between being deceptive and lying? I'm sorry, so you broke up a bit. What would you say? What's the difference between being deceptive and lying? It's Aaron Rodgers and his wordplay. We always know him. He thinks he's smarter than you. I think he's smarter. Well, he is smarter than the than the media. There's no question about it. So, Terry, let me ask you: the the vaccine raises your antibody levels, right? You know, you're going to give me those facts. I heard you talk about them the other day. No, no, no. I'll, Hang on. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you, but the NFL disagrees with you. Okay, okay. okay. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. But I'll agree with you. But so, so the NFL isn't is it all about raising your antibodies? Isn't it about raising your antibodies? Well, you know what? You probably know more about putting what goes inside your body than I do, except for some of the stuff you eat, like hot dogs and chicken. I don't, and I don't eat that. So, and your old buddy, and your old buddy used to eat those month old Macs, big Macs all that. the time, and loved them. So, but you know, what I mean, we can argue about that all day long. Sure, I'll give you that credit for giving me that knowledge about your body, Evo. But then, why doesn't the NFL agree with that? So, so you have to give me that point, Terry. Well, lying, yeah, no, yeah, the NFL has got the verbiage right. Lying up. is Ryan Braun straight up saying he was innocent. He never did anything. Obviously, we all know that that's false. Aaron and people with. But it's like one of your callers said last week, Nelson. He was on our side, so it don't matter if he lied. And you guys agreed with him to an extent. I don't remember. I that. think the same things with Hollywood. He's on our side. What it's are you okay, mad? he so, lied. What, I want to get to this real quick because we got to take a break there. What are you mad at? I'm just mad about the you know all the things that are going on. It seems like everybody in Wisconsin is trying to cover him up. 
with an even the Look, national media everywhere. To cover Rogers up? Everyone wants to cancel him now, besides us. Well, that's happened before a few weeks ago. He was taken off State Farm, now he's back on again. They never took him off. They stand, they had, they stand by him. They just taking off Previa. I even took him off bulletin boards. I mean, he was even booed when they did a commercial at a minor league. Well, did you, if you read State Hollywood. Farm's statement yesterday, they agree with, they stand by Rogers and his opinion. Well, that's good. But then, that, you know, I guess it's okay if our kids lie to us. It's okay if our kids steal. Terry, again, if you think know? Rogers lied to you, you got to. You got to stop putting you know these, these does celebrities on the pedestal. In my life, does it matter in my life that he lied to me? No. Hell no. Not I've had all. many people lie to me, especially company, company representatives negotiating contracts. I've had people lie to me my whole life. Normally, I don't care. I do care when support people support people who lied. That bothers me. Gentlemen, have a great day. Go Cubs. Sit there. Very triggered. Yes. Ryan Braun straight up lying a falsehood is lying. Aaron Rodgers somewhat being deceptive with wordplay on language to lead you to believe one thing. Rodgers should never have been in the... Just because some people don't know the exact definition of certain words. Yeah, I'm sorry that you're not bright enough. Here's the other thing. Rodgers doesn't have to owe you anything.